0: What? College matters. What? College College matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma matters. matters. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of College News Fit to Digest. Every week, we pick a few news items relating to U.S. colleges and discuss it with our own Shweta Bagade. Alma Matters curates the news daily relating to U.S. colleges and makes it available on almamatters.io forward slash news. We pick a few news items from that curated list and discuss it every week here in these podcasts. Now, without further ado, on with the podcast. Hi, Shweta. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Venkat. How are you?
0: very well you
1: not too bad not too bad
0: well let's jump right into it then um please three topics for today let's start with uh, the first one which is kind of on cnn interestingly it's about teachers walking away from teaching or leaving the field um you know seems to be part of some trend but uh, what does this mean? Where is it coming from?
1: Um, yeah, I read that. I, uh, there's been a lot of discussions about uh, teaching industry over the past, probably, you know, past couple of years more so than in the past. And so, you know, it's obviously a lot of it's driven by COVID. There was probably already a little bit of a decline, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. um, prior to COVID. And I think COVID has um, accelerated that path. When you think about a teacher's job, it's not just walking in the classroom educating them. There's a lot of things that they're handling, the different learning um styles of students, the different backgrounds they come from, their own the students' own personal issues. And now you add on COVID yeah. with, you know, and depending on the state you live in, you know, the environment you are living in will also impact like Testing, exposures, uh, mask requirements, um, changing how they model the classroom because of proximity, things like that. So, there's, just, I think it adds a lot. And I think people kind of steer away from it more so. It's not a high paying yeah. industry anyway, compared to, you know, you think of going to engineering or, you know, becoming a doctor or a lawyer, those kinds of traditional. Mm -hmm. Well known, you know, career paths. So I think there's just a lot to be said. I think, though, if people have an interest in it, and they are willing to get through this, they could end up being really um, in high demand, because there's going to be so many places looking for staffing. So it should be interesting. And uh, you and I were talking offline about other industries that are being impacted, particularly nursing. And that that one was an interesting one, especially because there's such a demand for nurses and programs get filled up that there's not enough programs to educate them. And my guess with COVID is they're going to see that competitiveness for the nursing programs to maybe decline a little bit. And then I think once <laughs> once yeah. we get back to some normalcy, you it'll know, spike right back up because that is a pretty um, high demand career with you know a warranted salary that goes along with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's bulk of the healthcare workers are uh, from in nursing. So, um, yeah, you know, just. Uh, general thought is that cord seems to be acting as a catalyst for things that were probably just bubbling up or changing and it has just accelerated things and so it's interesting it's doing that across quite a few different areas and few different dimensions right so
1: yeah uh, definitely definitely uh, before we move on to the next one i would encourage anyone who is Even remotely considering education, if this is the direction they want to go into, I would look at programs slash states that are offering opportunities that, um, you know, maybe guarantee a job or absorb their debt or, you know, provide tuition assistance that means they can go to college that maybe they wouldn't have been able to. So definitely explore it that, because that, that's going to, I think that is going to be how at least universities are trying to entice students to go into education because they know their states need teachers.
0: Absolutely. You know, um, just one feel good story. I was talking, I was doing a podcast with a professor at UC Santa Barbara, engineering professor and um he mentioned that one of his students from a couple of years ago uh, just came back. I was talking to him about moving to uh, elementary school teaching and was going to go, you know, do a get a degree and uh, go do that. So, you know, good things are happening. It'll take some time, but I think that. It's not all sort of losses, but they're probably chalking up something in the winning column, but it's going to take a while to see that. Definitely.
1: Definitely. I agree.
0: So the next topic is sort of age old, as in legacy admissions. And um, now, I guess, lawmakers are jumping into the act and trying (laughs) to put together some sort of a bill to try to make it law so so that, you know, schools don't, or, you know, colleges basically don't reserve some part of their uh, admission pool for uh, students of, or parents that have gone to that particular school, right? Yes. So um, what do you think of that? I mean, the, the whole legacy stuff has been uh, discussed quite a bit and there are all, all kinds of arguments about it.
1: Well, the legacy piece, especially at these ultra selective schools um, they've kind of always been a important part of their admission process. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of universities that are that have stopped the legacy um, admissions process over the past couple of years but you know it should be interesting if how how they can enforce that. This is this is I've read about this multiple times, and I that's the first place I come back to is how are they going to enforce a policy like that? How do you tell them? How do you how do you say you're doing too much, you're violating the program? So it should be interesting. I mean, I I agree with the concept of it. you know, universities that have stopped doing it, I think in the article mentions Johns Hopkins is a good one. I've actually read about them as well, that they're seeing more diversity in their admissions profile because of not having a set number of students already admitted because of legacy. Sure. So it should be interesting how that plays out. And... um how it's enforced, I think that's the tricky part, is that enforcement piece. Yeah, and
0: plus it has to make its way through the process anyway, so. Well, yeah, it
1: still has to pass.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, um, yeah, and there are a significant number of um, senators and congressmen from all these different institutions they're talking about. So it, it is a complicated kind of situation. Um, and, and, you know, also the question of um, how far should the government kind of dictate how schools pick their students, right? At the end of the day, it's a business and they figure that out and they know what to do, what not to do, because uh, they have their own reputations that they want to maintain. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. I mean, I know it's a business, but at the same time, it's also not supposed to be a business. So it should be interesting um, that, you know balancing both ideas because they need students. They need students who are going to pay. They need students who are going to attend as well as allowing students to attend who may not necessarily be able to pay the exorbitant tuition and room and board fees at those private selective schools. So yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one, but yeah, it should be interesting how that plays out
0: so the last topic is um, about international students and about whether they can go home or should go home during these different breaks you know the winter break and spring break and um, I think different schools are behaving differently so to speak and um, in fact going as far as to say that if you go back home to whatever your home country, then if something changes, you may not be able to come back and there's no promise of online classes um, in, a, in a number of these cases. So, you know, it's it's quite different from where it was a year ago, but w- what does all this mean? You know, what what should students be doing? I mean, they're caught in the middle.
1: I My heart goes out to international students because they have so many layers to deal with. They have to deal with the college, you know, rules like you were just mentioning. They have to deal with their country's rules Mm -hmm. uh, and then how that impacts their visas and all those different things, along with the COVID piece of quarantining, not quarantining, vaccines, which ones did you get, which ones are valid or approved for, you know, your, their immunization in the U.S. versus the country they come from. Um, I think literally every student has to handle this in their own individual way, seek yeah. support from the university to hopefully make some good decisions. But they make they're they're probably going to have to make some kind of sacrifice if it's not visiting their family. Could be, you know, prolonging their education. So it, it's a tough challenge for them. And I know it's extremely difficult, but there's, they've just got to live through it. They just, yeah. I think, I think it's weighing out the pros and cons of each scenario. Um, do you, if you feel compelled that you haven't seen your family in six months or a year, or maybe even two years, um, maybe it's time, you know, maybe take a semester off idea or something like that but then they have to make sure their visa still works so there's a lot of things they have to look at before they make some big decisions
0: agreed um so not easy times
1: that's for sure nope no (laughs) definitely not especially if you're trying to go from country to country i know just traveling just for like to, you know to go visit family overseas yeah there's a lot of different protocols you have to follow depending on which country you're going to so and then add in their education piece it makes it very complicated
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah nothing's nothing's as easy as just jumping on a plane and flying 20 hours yeah. Over. <laughs> So yeah and
1: their biggest challenge was just making sure they had money now it's not just the money piece it's a lot of other factors as well so. yeah
0: Okay. So Shweta, that's it for this week. Thank you as always. Uh, Take care, be safe, and we'll talk again next week.
1: Absolutely. My pleasure. Sounds great. Take care. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.
0: Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shweta Bagade on this week's College News Fit to Digest. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash Matters to check us out. Till we meet again, Take care and be safe. Thank you.
1: College Matters. Alma Alma matters. Matters.